Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am very excited tonight. We have a multimedia artist named Willard Morgan coming on in a moment, and he is just brilliant. This guy's an actor, producer, director, and much more. So we're going to get into his life tonight and talk about everything that he is up to in the entertainment world. So I wanted to mention that tonight is going to be my last show for 2012, and I will be launching a whole bunch of new guests in 2013. And just wanted to, again, mention just how great it's been having so many amazing people on my show, being fortunate enough to interview these great people in the entertainment industry. And, of course, thank you to all of my fans and everyone who regularly tunes into the show. I very much appreciate it, and the show would not be what it is without you guys today. So it's going to be an awesome show tonight. I'm also going to be doing something new this year. It's going to be the top t- top three of 2013. I'm going to pick a variety of categories, and I'm going to have the top guests debuted in these categories who have the most numbers of listens. So, for example, music, I will have the top three musicians slash bands of 2012, and I will probably debut that right before the new year. Um, So please, if you haven't listened to your favorite shows or your bands, musicians, comedians, whatever it is, please take a listen to them. Get their statistics up so we can help these people get into the top three ranking. Again, I had probably about 50-plus guests this year that I interviewed. Okay, so I'm going to show you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession. A little bit about myself, I launched the show briefly with the concept in mind of bringing people on in the entertainment industry so that I could support and help promote them to get their names out there. Um, I'm an independent artist. Um, I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and I work full-time as a clinical forensic psychologist. But again, my show is meant for entertainment purposes. There's no therapy going on here. Um, And the other thing is that I also have an album out as a solo artist. Um, So if anyone's interested, check it out under Carrie Edelman. And I launched the radio show, and then I also do some writing for some magazines, and I'm also getting involved in doing some producing for TV shows and web series. So while we're waiting for Willard to call in, uh, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And if you want to call in, you can dial 805-243-1320. Again, if you tune in late or you're not able to catch the show, there will be a podcast at the conclusion of the show tonight, which is available to download, stream, and listen to whenever you would like. Let me just check the uh, chat room out here and switchboard. I'm just going to shoot him a quick message and reminder just to make sure he's calling in. Um, Hold on one second. All right, so let me just shoot this to him. Remind them, never know, people are busy. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about Willard. Willard Morgan is an actor, director, and producer. He debuted St. Hollywood at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. He's appeared in numerous indie features, as well as theater and comedy club stages in New York and Los Angeles. Comedic personal documentaries have screened at festivals throughout the world, including Nashville, Tennessee, to Milan, Italy, including including Festival Fever, which won the Sony Visions Comedy Award, the Best Short Award at the Florida International Film Festival, and the Fort Lauderdale International Film Festival. 
Can't wait to talk to him tonight about me and Michael. This is going to be really interesting. You've got to check this out. Uh, it is his most controversial comedy feature where he turns the camera on an Academy Award-winning documentary filmmaker, Michael Moore, who ironically dubbed Morgan as a stalker. So we're definitely going to get into that tonight. Sounds like a fascinating film uh, that he produced and did. And a little bit else about him. He co-produced Babic. Shirakian's film, America So Beautiful, which opened in Paris, Los Angeles, and New York. And under his name, he also has a whole bunch of other credits, something that I recommend people check out. I checked it out on uh, YouTube. I thought it was very funny. Let me find the title here because I have so many different things to talk to him about. He has a short film called Confessions of a Filmaholic. Check it out on YouTube. Really funny stuff, a lot of good comedy, and very well written. So please check that out. It's really interesting. Um, what else can I tell you about him? I want to give a special thanks to Willard tonight, who uh, donated to and is also an executive producer of the web series titled We Approve This Message. That's a web series of absurd comedic presidential campaigns starring the most recognizable Barack Obama impersonator, Reggie Brown, and Mitt Romney impersonators, Mike Cody, and uh, voiceover Mike McFray. So that was a project that I was involved in uh, where I was an executive producer on it. It's written and executive produced by former Tonight Show writers Jim Shaughnessy and Richard Marcus, along with Jared Caldwell, who writes for Arsenio Hall and George Lopez, and other executive producers that I definitely want to give a plug to. Some of them were on my show. Please check them out. Include the lady in redblog.com, who is Laura Madsen. So please check her out. She was on September 4th on my radio show. And go to the lady in redblog.com. Brian Oakley, who was on my show on actually last week, which was December 4th. He was an executive producer. Check him out, along with Craig Merkin, Mike Ostick, Gail Haley, and Stu Baker. So please go to weapprovedthismessage.com, and you uh, can check out some of the comedic ads with the presidential candidates. Very funny stuff. Okay, so I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe what I'll do is take a quick commercial break try to see uh, what's going on with him calling in, make sure everything's okay. All right, so let's see. What I'm going to do, actually, I think this would be cool. I'm going to debut one of my artists right now who is actually in the top three for bands for 2012 on the Carrie Edelman Show. I am sure you guys have heard of them before. Their name is Craving Lucy, and uh, these guys are all over Sirius XM Octane, and I'm going to play for you guys one of their new songs. Some of their uh, hits that people have heard were Changes, Ordinary God, and Therapy. And they now have a new album out, which is called Resolution. So I want everyone to check out this album. And as I mentioned, I'm not telling people where they fall right now. Again, things could change over time. But these guys have done an outstanding job, amazing band, and they've gotten tons of listens on my show. So let's check out Forever After, which is one of their new singles that promoting. And hopefully we'll be back in a moment with a Willard Morgan calling in. Like taking out the trash of your gun I can laugh and look at my reflection 
direction I can walk and face the right direction Getting rid of you like a bad infection now Now these wolves are Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you tonight. 
I just took a little nap and overslept by uh, <laughs> 10 minutes. And uh, now okay. it's a whole new day here. <laughs> we just got back from uh, Miami Basel, or Basel, Miami. Uh, that's the, the international art show in um, Miami Beach, Florida. And, nice. Uh, what were you doing there? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, it was um, it's it's a f- three or four day event that takes place every year uh, at this time, and uh, all the art world and uh, a lot of performance and music people show up in Miami to uh, show their stuff. And uh, cool. there's thousands and thousands of people. They started out with the the mainstream uh, big gallery people. Uh, like like uh, the same group that gathers in New York and in Basel of uh, Switzerland, where it started. Um, and uh, then a lot of fringe uh, groups, just like uh, the Edinburgh Theatre Festival or uh, just like a lot of festivals, the fringe groups break off, and there's like 20 or 30 uh, fringe groups uh, 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 fairs, art fairs. So okay. We and just as you're talking, just educate the audience a little bit. How would you define a fringe group? Because you're using that term a lot. So how would you define that? Well, uh, there are people that uh, start out being uh, denied acceptance, you know, to to the big fair. Okay. They only have so much room, and they're kind of snob. <laughs> so a group. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 uh, the art world, and that's kind yes. of the snot, snottiest world uh, that you can uh, <laughs> imagine. You know, people with with uh, over dyed hair and expensive eyewear and uh, uh, lots of attitude. I like so, your description. Uh, and, group, and real quick, just just to laugh a little more, yeah. and if you want to, we can get into sure. it a little later. I'm a yeah, clinical yeah, psychologist. Sure. I'm a clinical psychologist, so I can totally mm-hmm. appreciate everything that you're saying about the. Uh, yeah, the attitude and the, the vibe. Yeah, the characters exactly. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, go on. So, uh, uh, they all show up uh, in in Miami, and uh, it used to center around Collins Avenue uh, in the Art Deco uh, hotel area, and uh, they have a uh, the, the major galleries exhibit in the Civic Center there. And everyone takes residence up in the old hotels, and there's a lot of exclusive parties and this and that. Well, our gang uh, took over downtown, the design area in Florida, uh, in Miami. It's not Miami Beach. It's greater Miami. Okay. And it's just walls of graffiti artists and um, uh, uh, several art fairs that are comprised of, uh, of your fringe artists. And, uh, Very cool. We had about forty. Yeah, we had about forty artists in Fountain, the Fountain uh, Art Fair. And uh, and is there anything specific, Willard, that you guys? And we're going to definitely get into, you know, you per se, your life, and and how you got involved in sure. acting and comedy and everything. Is there anything specific about your group? I mean, are this is this a collaboration of actors, producers, uh, graffiti? You're talking about graffiti artists. So is there anything? Like specific that you guys hone in on, or are you pretty broad? No, we're 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 uh, we're just outrageous. Most of <laughs> what we do is uh, is performance uh, on action oriented. I mean, we we did a thing based on uh, we called it uh, Dedolution, which uh, okay. was about uh, embracing your debt, loving your debt, 
and uh, that we're all born as Americans uh, $50,000 in debt already. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know, it's like being Catholic and uh, embracing your, your original sin. Uh, you know, we're America's $17 trillion in debt, and if you break that down into the $300 million that we are, each of us owe $52,000. Right. By being so American. So what, what did you do? That's a really funny topic. What did, yeah. How did you guys, I mean, was this in like... How do we, we, we how do you present, present devolution? It? Well, it was, it was a, uh, I'm, I'm a broker having a bad day. I've got a very, very depressed-looking suit. And if you go actually on uh, YouTube, you can see a song which we did a music video called My Name is Morgan, But It Ain't JP. And that is a 1908 song that was written uh, about a forlorn poor guy, you know, whose girlfriend takes him to the cleaners. And his his refrain is, uh, uh, you know, my name is Morgan, but it ain't JP. Uh, <laughs> I think I own a railroad company, but you got my initials wrong. Uh, but um, so what I have is a just a just very screwed up uh, distressed suit that's coming apart at the seams, and uh, and I'm covered in in, in Vaseline because I look like I'm perennially sweating, and <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm in a very degraded sense, and so. Uh, this became a street action as well. We took it out of the in in the installation in the in the fair was covered in paper money and um my distressed uh, uh clothing and uh some musical instruments and a video that uh that featured uh, uh video art of uh, one of my collaborators Jesse Stead and cool. um the photography of another collaborator uh Yakame Komatsu, who photographed me, and uh, so we were interacting with our audience in the in the space uh, in, in the booth, and then we took it out to the floor of the fair, and uh, I sang depressing songs in a very uplifting. <laughs> yeah, so very, so you're also a musician. Are you also a musician yeah, I, in addition to? In, in addition to being insane, I, uh, well, I sing about. Yeah, I want to get into that because I think I think you're very interesting. You seem very eccentric, and uh, I want to get into a little bit about who you are and growing up and how mm-hmm. you kind of became the person you are today. Because I think the audience would really, you know, find that interesting about you. Um, so why don't we digress a little bit? Because I definitely want to get into, sure. as I mentioned in the beginning when I was introducing you, I want to talk about me and Michael. That sounds hysterical. I definitely have to see that. Um, as well as some of the other films and projects and things that you are involved in and currently promoting. So tell us a little bit about where you grew up, where are you from, um, you know, a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm in Manhattan now, and that's where I was born, in the village uh, at the turn of the century. And uh, <laughs> um, the village was much different than it is today. Uh, it's not NYU uh, uh Infiltrated as it was in New York University, uh, it's become a campus for them. Um, and I did go to NYU, as a matter of fact, myself, New York University. Nice. What did you and, What did you major uh, in there? Uh, romance, languages, and politics, because I thought I was going to be a, a globe-trotting uh, 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 drunk uh, uh, ambassador or you know um, a foreign service individual, because I liked. I like traveling so much. I wanted to 
always get out of the house because my dad liked guns and would sometimes point them at me. <laughs> so oh, I would, oh, gosh. <laughs> a couple of times I, mean, I was looking down at the barrel of a thirty-eight for no particular reason. Why was, and why was he pointing them at you? Uh, he was, you know, he was he he was not a very happy guy. He was a genius okay. at at what he did, but he, what did he? Uh, well, what did he do for a living? Uh, he was a podiatrist and um, oh. that's a doctor, as you know. And uh-huh. um, he was a Brooklyn boy who grew up, uh, uh, you know, so they were rough and tumble kids. It was a uh, uh, not an easy childhood, and. Um, he uh he and his brothers uh and sisters were uh, uh living in Hell's Kitchen and living in uh in, in um Chelsea area uh back in the uh 20s and 30s and 40s okay and um yeah he was uh, successful but crazy wow so uh you know uh so i always like getting out of the house nonetheless gotcha <laughs> And what was your? It was I your mom. Always, was, were your parents married? I mean, was your mom around too? Oh or? yeah, like, uh, my mom was a was a, was a successful uh, opera singer. So it was the first oh, right. I was, I'm sorry, I was gonna, and I have it in my notes yeah. actually. I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, tie that in now. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that was that was the other that was the total other side of the coin, and she was uh, very gifted and uh, sang beautifully. She sang on the radio for years, WOR radio and and she was with uh, the Philadelphia Opera uh, and she was almost at the Metropolitan mm-hmm. uh, she almost got the big gig and um so I had culture and I had chaos, you know. <laughs> it was uh, very noisy one way or another. She was either, you know, it was either my mom singing or my my dad uh, screaming his brains out. So <laughs> uh, that's what and drove any, any me siblings? to be. You know, what's that? No, no, no I was going to tell you. That's what drove me to, you know, to make to try to learn to make as much noise as I could to. Uh, right, compete. right. So wow. You had to sink or swim. So I, I studied everything from, you know, uh, uh, physical theater uh, and uh, classical voice and all that kind of stuff as a New York actor. Wow. And uh, was doing stand-up and then went to L.A. for uh, a, a too long a, a, a period, I think. But uh, <laughs> I don't regret it. I just, it was just... Why do you say too long of a period? What, what, what well, did, I, that, did that impact I, you in a negative way I, or the way you say yeah, it? I, I, no, it didn't impact me. I just felt that, uh, you know, you get... Um, you get stuck in traffic, and uh, mm-hmm. get on the you get on the 405, and you can't find the exit ramp, and you know you can spend years doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that well you're out there, and uh, I just felt that uh, L.A. had had some better times. You know, when okay. you could, uh, actually enjoy that lifestyle. So what were you and what were I, you doing when you were out in L.A.? I was out in L.A. doing stand up and doing. Some commercial work and doing uh, production. I, I mm-hmm. produced uh, I produced some independent films, and I was in uh, half a dozen uh, indie films that that didn't go anywhere beyond their credit card bills. 
And uh, <laughs> and if you want to mention so, any, you know, please, you know, along not to interrupt you, but you know, please yeah. along the way, feel free to if you want to plug anyone, you know, mention a film if there was something you know that particularly stands sure. out to you that you're proud of, or you just want to you know throw it out there, please. No, I love. Uh, you know, we we I worked with uh, a great uh, uh, Iranian director who's in the middle of uh, several projects right now, uh, Babek Shokrian. Mm-hmm. We did America, a film called America So Beautiful, which uh, went to a lot of festivals. And um, he's uh, in post-production on a on an indie film and uh, waiting for funds for another project that will be shot in Europe. So that was a great adventure. Cool. And um, I did... Um, uh, I started following Michael Moore in adv- inadvisedly. Uh, yeah, tell us. Definitely get into that. Yeah, well, yeah I, I, I made some short films, and I had uh, gone. Well, I gone. I actually gone to Sundance as an actor in a in the in the shortest film in the festival. It was a minute long. Okay. And I went to the festival and made a big noise about that and filmed a ten minute short, which then went to festivals and won some awards. And that was called Festival Fever. Okay. And uh, that experience uh, led me to um, um, to be uh, invited to send Michael Moore uh, a copy of my 10-minute film, which had won three awards in uh, the Florida Film Festival and the Orlando Film Festival and uh, where else was it? Um, a Sony Comedy Award, whatever. Uh, and so I was invited to send him a copy because I always and I always thought I would like to work with Mr. Moore. And uh, then I started tracking the film and seeing if you know he'd seen it. And, okay. Uh, the first couple of calls, his uh, staff, which were all hardworking interns that get paid nothing, apparently. <laughs> uh, we're always saying, oh, 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 Michael will watch your film. He'll watch your, you know, he'll, uh, he, he's just uh, out of town. He's here. I, okay. So after the third call, I just started taping, you know, videotaping my conversations with the office, which became just ridiculous. Oh, that's you know, so oh, funny. Oh, Michael, he's out of town. Uh, he's in France. I said, you mean he's in Cannes? Oh, yeah, he's in Cannes. I said, it's just a 10-minute film. Do you think, you know, you could watch it? <laughs> Tell him to watch it then? Or could you ask your your intern to watch it, and then they'll tell your assistant, and then maybe you could. And right. so it got it got ridiculous until I wound up going to his offices and standing outside his office until the cops took me away. Oh no! So, uh, that was my <laughs> intervention. Really quick, I'm trying to get into your head a little bit. Were you doing it because you wanted to be humorous? And to me, it's it's very good comedy, and it's very funny. Or were you also very serious on the flip side that, you know, you're like, screw this. I want this guy to just take 10 minutes and watch this thing, and I'm going to make him watch it, you know, no matter what I have to do. Well, yeah. I mean, it got to be where I found him to be a complete hypocrite. And uh, then I began to learn that I was one of many, many people in the industry uh, who had experienced his... uh, uh, hypocrisy firsthand. I mean, people that actually. And what do you mean by just? What do you mean by hypocrisy? So, because I don't know. Well, you know, I, mean, I, you know, I know who he is, be, but I don't know much about him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he lives in the. He lives very, very well, 
working guy, but then he claims to be representing the working man, and he always shows up in an extremely clean baseball cap and, you know, a custom-made blazer and gets dropped off by a chauffeur apparently blocks away from whatever speaking appointment he has and shambles over as if he took a cab. And yet when he deals with people at film festivals, he demands, you know, you know, first-class tickets and, and, and uh, right. you know, limousines and this and that. And he lives in a in a penthouse above uh, uh, Broadway in Manhattan. And uh, but he claims, you know, that that he only's got one laptop that his his daughter is pulling at his 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 bathrobe uh, uh, tie to uh, move over so she can have some screen time, where we know that he's a, a media mogul. And uh, but he, you know, he's mm-hmm. an insipid. He's an insipid individual. When you meet him first firsthand. If it isn't about Michael, it ain't about nothing. Cause he right. So how did you? Yeah. So what, he maligns, what, what, he maligns anybody. Yeah, no, he just maligns anybody that that doesn't give him the opportunity to um, shine, you know, his uh, benevolence on, so-called benevolence. So, and if you look, I don't know, even Roger and Me was a brilliant film. We all loved it. But, gee, I got a call from a guy. What was his name? He was... He was a, a TV personality who told a terrible joke, uh, uh, anti-Semitic joke, uh, on on camera, and he actually called me after they wrote about me, you know, uh, being um, uh, stalking more, right? And asked me if I had been on the set of that book, and he told me that they tricked him. Moore had tricked him uh, during a break where everyone's sitting around talking, you know, telling dirty jokes and what have you. And right. They, he tricked him into, in, in, and taped him, you know, telling a joke that was distasteful, you know, uh, oh my to women and, and, and Jewish people. And and he just, he, he suffered for years after that. Uh, so uh, there's many said, I'm sorry, just to, and I work in corrections, it's been a long day. So Moore, you're saying, had taped this person when he was doing this, yeah, this distasteful this, joke this and then put it out there. Yeah, wow. put, it in, put it in Roger and Me. Put it in Roger and Me. If you go back through Roger and Me. I'll have to see it. I've uh, never seen it. There's a guy, not like it's not Burt Parks. It's somebody else, uh, some known TV quiz show um, host. And wow. They, he, he, was, he was deriding, Moore was, was, was making fun of people like Pat Boone and all these people that were boosting um, uh Boosting Detroit and uh, the town he came from, which I, Jesus, nonetheless I can't remember. But, but don't worry uh, about it. His uh, his little uh, the town that he came from that was destroyed by GM. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, his stuff is 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 full of of uh, gaps and and uh, he doesn't always tell the truth. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and right, and that's, people. And that's unfortunate. And he hurt me, damn it. Terry, I'm telling Aww. you, I'm obviously wounded. <laughs> well, well, no, so anyway, I made a film about that. No, about so that when journey. you, when no, I think I think it's a great comedic way to look at the entertainment industry, and I'm not just talking about him. I'm just yeah. saying people in general to see what you need to go through to try to get your product out there. Because I'm an artist, I have an album out, and I I understand what you're saying. It's 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 literally without knowing the right people, having the connections, the networks, it's very difficult. So when the police come and they take you away, you know, what are your thoughts? And after you move on from this, 
how do you resolve it, cope with it, or just say, whatever, you know, it's just kind of water under the bridge, and that's the end of it. Well, no, it's it, it was a, a misadventure. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you you don't want to take on a white knight, uh, someone who has uh, support amongst um, amongst the media and amongst mm-hmm. uh, an audience. And uh, Moore is an interesting case because uh, uh, the right wants to bring him down, and uh, the left, the true left, malign him because he's he's not a, a, a true spokesman for the left. So he he lives in a gray area of entertainment. And right. taking on an entertainment figure is always dangerous unless you have extremely good resources and are uh, uh, smarter than your target. And I think Moore is smarter than me. What can I tell you? Right, right. And what <laughs> he may not be ultimate... as funny as I am, but, you know, uh, <laughs> definitely... And when you went to, I'm sorry, when you went to, when you, when the police took you away, was your ultimate goal to hopefully get his attention, like you said, and hopefully get some positive reaction from him where he would give you a moment of his time? You know, I did. I ran into him uh, after that in, in, in Sundance and uh, finally handed him the film personally, and he said, uh, give me a break and I'll watch it. And he never did. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, oh. Nonetheless, that uh, that was that was just a, a little misadventure. And uh, uh, but that's okay. What did you ultimately? What did you learn from it? What did you take away from it? And and I mean, in both, look yeah, at no, it, reframe I, it, not in just a negative way, but reframing. You know, what did you learn from just that experience? Well, I came away with a with a terrific uh, film. I have a fifty-seven minute film called Me and Michael. Nice. And people can find it. <laughs> Uh, on the web somewhere, probably Amazon, or rent it, and uh, uh, it's it's gotten some some good reviews, and some people are unhappy with the quality of the reproduction because it was shot in all kinds of different tape forms, okay. and formats. But uh, it's out there, me and Michael, and uh, cool. it went to festivals. It got shown in many festivals around the world, and uh, uh, I got to I got to know Michael more. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wow. And and to share this with with the world who is who are listening now. That's right. Um, That's right. And as I always say to people, if anyone tunes in late, um, the podcast will be available, so people can stream it and download this interview with Willard Morgan uh, once it's complete. And I just want to personally thank you. I did it in the beginning of the show before you had called in when you were taking your nap, which is fine. Um, just wanted to thank you again for you know, donating to the We Approve This uh, Message project sure. and becoming an executive producer of it. It's, it's very much appreciated. Uh, my pleasure, and I uh, look forward to further collaborations. Thank cool. You. Very cool. So why don't we, you know, I want to make this, you know, about you. Why don't you fill the audience in on, you know, some of the other projects that you're currently up oh. to? I know you mentioned, let me just get some highlights from my notes here, uh, the Misguided Tours. That sounds very interesting where you're developing mm-hmm. this comedy travel show. So, you know, why don't you give us a highlight on that and then fill us in on a couple of other things that you want to plug. Sure. Uh, MisguidedTours.tv is available. There's some fun episodes of uh, uh, I show you Havana, Cuba in the length of one Cohiba cigar uh, in there. <laughs> They're five-minute 
installments, uh, and I take you to Venice, Italy, and I take you to Nashville, and, and I go to a few other spots, and uh, we're still in post-production on some ep- ep- other episodes because um, other projects uh, took us away from that. But uh, right now, the most exciting thing is uh, at Ideal Glass, which is our uh, production facility and performance and event uh, space where we turn out um, uh, internet uh, content. And we uh, we just finished um, a huge Halloween show, which ran weeks afterwards because of Sandy attacking right. the uh, and. But you can see a lot of great stuff and who I work with at uh, idealglass.org. I encourage people to go there and check out a lot of videos. We have Ideal Glass channel on YouTube, and we've got uh, a dozen or so of videos produced by uh, uh, our our team here, comprised of uh, the amazing uh, Uta Bakaya, and Levan Mendishvili, both from uh, Tbilisi, Georgia. They're on their way there right now for a month of uh, work on uh, and, and for Tbilisi Fashion Week. And Uta is a fashion designer. I've worked with him on several shows. Uh, cool. He does a kind of Alexander McQueen bizarre uh, approach to fashion and, and fantasy. And he also shoots video and edits and uh, he's a multi-talent, and Levon is a painter and uh, uh, also works in photography and graphic design. So they're going to have a great time over there. Uh, and then um, there's Jesse Stead, who I mentioned before, who is a, an experimental film director and make, filmmaker. She uh, works with us in editing and in, in production. And uh, she's at a Bard College, and she teaches as well. Nice. And uh, Ayakame Komatsu, uh, who's, uh, you can see her work at uh, Ayakame, A-Y-A-K-A-M-A-Y, plus, ayakameplus.com. She's an amazing photographer and uh, video director. She directed me in, uh, in, in uh, Days of a Dandy, which uh, was a show a fashion show and also a video. That's cool. I wrote. And um, Jesse actually directed and cut um, My Name is Morgan, but it ain't JP. And all this is viewable on Ideal Glass channel on YouTube, uh, along with Uta's videos and uh, John Sully. Uh, John Sully is uh, a um, percussionist and uh, music producer. He He's worked with several international uh, touring companies and is an amazing drummer in his own right. And he produces amazing tracks and works with me uh, on Ideal Orchestra, which is our the the uh, the band uh, the band project which we have. And we're playing Saturday wow. night in New York City at uh, Ronin uh, Japanese uh, restaurant and uh, cabaret on 37th and 5th. Cool. So and what does your uh, what does your music sound like? Uh, we do quirky jazz standards uh, with a actually with a Georgian Tbilisi Georgian pianist, a Japanese backup singer named Ruko Nishino, who's 
got an amazing video up on up on uh, on YouTube as well. R U C O N I S H I N O. She's amazing talent and a great bassist. Uh, John Lennis and uh, Sully on drums and me, ukulele, harmonica, nice. and vocals. And so it's uh, your classic jazz standards in a quirky, up-tempo, or, or, or uh, certainly unconventional tempos, and uh, some of my original material, which uh, is always humorous and, uh, and certainly uh, good-hearted. <laughs> so, uh, what, type, what type of stuff do you write about and sing about? Give us a, a well, sample of the, the content. Days of a Dandy. The Days of a Dandy is is uh, uh, a song I wrote about a man who's concerned about the cut of his trousers, and uh, it's uh, <laughs> the, the, the trials and tribulations of a, of a fashion obsessed individual, which I've okay. And uh, then we do a song called Frozen Assets, which uh, is all about. Uh, a deposit I made in a, in a, uh, a West, uh, um, where is it in? Uh, it's near UCLA, uh, in a, um, a cryo bank, where my future progeny lie in a test tube, uh, awaiting, uh, you know, a recipient. <laughs> so it's called frozen assets, and I, it's called actually the refrain is I've got some frozen assets in Cali. Um, who, real quick, i got to interrupt you. Who, who are you influenced by, like comedy-wise uh, or even I TV love producer? In in um, in music or in what? In, in, right. Just, you, just I, well, in I, terms I, of just you're so diverse, I guess, what are, yeah, some of, what are some of the musicians, well, I think, comedians? I think, any of the, I think Ernie Kovacs was one of my strongest and earliest uh, influences, and that just shows you how old I am. Okay. That was 50s TV. Danny Kay, um, you know, musical comedy, zany, surreal characters. I mean, Dan- Kovacs. If people don't know him, should they should know him? They should get to know his work because his crazy camera work. He invented optical effects. He uh, did sketch comedy that was so bizarre that it defied. Uh, Clarification or certification in, in the 50s when it was on and influenced a lot of the uh, Saturday Night Live uh, sketch comedy. Okay, okay. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say the Saturday Night Live crew were certainly influential uh, 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 writing wise. And um, uh, Monty Python. And mm-hmm. What about Larry uh, David? Any 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 interest or yeah? Well, like you his know, work? I I learned I learned you know after the fact that uh, that David I guess would would influence me, but I I would I think I was already uh, quite quite a bit on my way. Right, right, right. I am. I've been accused of of being Larry David with hair. You know. Uh. Well, it's funny <laughs> you say that. You no, know, I when I was watching, I was watching. I forget what it was. You were in some type of like a restaurant and you were doing many different personas. You were talking with a woman and then there was these different outfits of you being filmed in like different environments. And when I saw you just sitting there talking with this woman, and I'm, I apologize, I can't remember the name of it. It was on your website. Yeah, yeah, that, was, that was the first thing that came sure. to my mind. I love, you know, Larry David and his work. I'm like, oh, my God. Sure. I just, I really enjoyed it. And I didn't feel like you were, 
you know, stealing from her or anything like that. I just it felt it was very sure. natural for you, and you just had that that yeah. quality. It was great. Yeah, we know we uh, that was uh, Confessions of a Filmaholic, uh, which was oh, that, yeah, 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 that was the one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 went around to a lot of festivals, and we we uh, shot that around Hollywood uh, as I played an Italian film director <laughs> shooting all of the the operas of Puccini with hand puppets, and uh, then there was the uh, English director who was shooting uh, in uh, 70 millimeter. Uh, uh, seven millimeter, um, the shortest, biggest film ever made. I think it was going to be three frames of seventy millimeter, shown very slowly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, there were a couple of other characters in that, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think we come cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Uh, genetic background, religion, and uh, social setting. A lot of pain. Uh huh. And. Uh, a lot of tourists, and uh, we uh, we've uh, turned it into uh, into something else. Yeah. So yeah, I love I love his work. Very um, cool. And is this real quick, Willard? Is this what you? I mean, I'm assuming you get paid, and you this is how you make your living is doing all this variety of things that you're involved in. Or do you have another job on the side, just out of curiosity? Uh, I sometimes get paid and sometimes get paid well. And uh, other than that, uh, there is a hotel called the Larchmont Hotel that uh, is in a building that was left to my brother and me uh, that does well in Manhattan. Uh, oh, wow. So you run a hotel, too. Yeah. we have a Wow. Very cool. And you are, yeah, you are, you're something else. You're very interesting. I am yeah, really enjoying learning about you, and yeah, very cool. Thanks. Yeah, we're yeah. old old school New York, um, some of the few few left uh, in the village, uh, and actually uh, <laughs> the, the hotel is really uh, well thought of because most people live in small apartments in the village, and they, they need a guest room. They right. They want to put up, uh, you know, when they get a call from somebody who thinks that, that they live in L.A. and have, you know, umpteen couches and bedrooms, as some people do. Um, but in Manhattan, you know, everyone has uh, barely floor space for a guest. Sure. So, uh, so what's the, real quick, what's the name of the hotel? I want to see what it, it's like. Yeah, the, the Larchmont Hotel. It's uh, L-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-T. Okay. H-O-L, you know, hotel. Larchmont Hotel. Yeah, it does it does great, and uh, it awesome. does a service for the, for the community. We think. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, yeah the gallery the, here. We have uh, a, we have a pop up shop in the gallery uh, on Second Street, which is Joey Ramone Place. Uh, Second Street between Bowery and Second is where Ideal Glass uh, exists. And oh, it's uh, an actual building. place too. It's not just it's not just internet based. No, no, it's it, it it's physically based in the, oh, wow. in the East Village, and okay. uh, this used to be a a, a glass manufacturer, uh, and then it became a popsicle manufacturer, and it was a photo studio for years, and then uh, then I took it uh, over, and uh, it's a production facility. So we're we're gearing wow. up for a, a Sundays. Sunday we're going to have a a sale day. Some of the artwork we have on sale and clothing 
fashions. And uh, we're going to set up a, a photo booth so people can can be photographed. Uh, in cool. So what else do you sell there besides? you sell artwork, clothing? Yeah, we have fashion. We have uh, fine art and photography mm-hmm. and uh, tchotchka. And uh, we have some great tchotchka. <laughs> <laughs> and please define tchotchka. What's tchotchka? Tchotchka is, you know, things that people buy you that you don't want. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you little it, odds you, and ends. You allow ends. it to accumulate. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Very cool. And it's called Ideal Glass. That's the name of the Ideal store. Ideal Glass. Cool. That is the name of the, of the gallery and uh, facility. It's at 22 East 2nd Street. Very cool. Wow. Okay. Well, please um, also, you know, share with the audience where people can find you, your website, if you have Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. I mean, they definitely yeah, can find you at a bunch of places. But uh, yeah, go Facebook. ahead. Uh, Willard Morgan or Ideal Glass actually go and go and look at a Facebook uh, Ideal Glass. Okay. Um, there's a couple of uh, of Ideal Glasses I believe, but uh, you'll find us eventually. And <laughs> I, the best is, yeah, the absolute best is uh, for all of this is uh, Ideal Glass. dot org o r g, and under Ideal Glass. dot org you'll find. Willard Morgan and all of the posse I've been discussing and and all of their work and all of our links to our videos and and uh, the present um, shows that we're doing. So awesome. I encourage people to go go to that one site, idealglass.org, and also willardmorgan.com. Right? You have a good, you got a lot of good yeah. stuff up there too. Surely, well, that's that's linkable at, at idealglass.org. But willardmorgan.com okay. will circle you around uh, to uh, all of it that uh, that I brought up. And um, uh, everyone have a great uh, Hanukkah and holiday out there. Mm-hmm. And, Are you on Twitter? Uh, I, I'm told I'm on Twitter. I think every time I <laughs> post something on Facebook, it, it shows up on Twitter and elsewhere. Okay. Uh, but I'm not. I am not a Twitter. You don't regularly yet. use it. Yeah. I I'm I've it's on my phone and I just haven't uh had a moment to uh, to twit. But gotcha. um, I'll get around <laughs> to it. Um, oh, well thank you so, so uh, much for go ahead. No, uh, Carrie, it's uh it's been a lot of fun chatting and, and, and now I completely hate myself and my life and, and <laughs> why? Uh, I'm just kidding. Why do you think <laughs> that? Well, <laughs> well okay, on this side we can we can do some. I can, you know, I can't be your yeah, personal psychologist, a, but you can, can ask me some questions. We do a psychological sidebar. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll help. I'll help reinstill your self-esteem and your self-concept, and we'll we'll do all that good stuff. <laughs> You'll help help no. debrief me. Yeah, but no, please, uh, definitely. Oh. Um, it's been a pleasure. Definitely keep in touch with me. Very interesting person. Who knows? Maybe we can work on a project together at some point. I think my comedy definitely sense of humor would definitely match yours. Great. I look forward yeah. to it. Okay, and please promote the podcast. My podcasts do great in terms of getting listens, so you know yeah. it's hard sometimes for people to tune into the live shows. So let's—I'll uh, be plugging it. You plug it, and we'll—you can get it up on your website too. You could actually cool. um, pull it off of the uh, station page. Excellent. I All right. That up, and uh, thanks for the time. And uh, all yeah, the best absolutely. The no much continued success to you, Willard. Okay. Right. Have thanks, a great Gary. night. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
All right, everyone. Fascinating interview with the multimedia artist, Lord Morgan. Please check out his interview. He shared everything from his father pointing a gun in his face, his mom being a national um, opera singer, to so many other exciting things, him running a hotel in New York, his uh, store and gallery, Ideal Glass, and his run-in with uh, the uh, producer and uh, actor, Michael Moore. So please check out the interview if you tuned in late. Really cool guy, really interesting interview. And as you said, go to idealglass.org and check him out at willardmorgan.com. So again, thank you so much, everyone, for making this an amazing 2012. We will be coming on, as I said, in a couple of weeks, and I'll be debuting the top three artists for each category. I'm titling it Artists as a Generic Turn. But again, we're going to have the top three comedians, top three musicians, and it's going to be all of my guests who have accumulated the most listens over the year. So I want to do a couple quick plugs. We didn't do a commercial break because we were really flowing and having a good interview. Everyone, please check out Quantum Design Labs, specializes in graphic design, web design, and digital media. They create attractive, effective, and affordable websites, marketing, collateral, and digital media products. Go to quantumdesignlab.com. Also check out iRock TV, amazing website. They are now branching over to Chile. It's iRockTV.co. They've been a great supporter of this site, and they work with a variety of artists and musicians. And please check out Fluid Energy Drink. It is a female fitness energy drink specifically formulated for the female athlete. Go to flirtdrink.com, and I'm always honored to work with them. They use one of my songs, Vanilla Skies is the title. It's also my debut album, Leave It All Behind, to promote and endorse the product. Last but not least, we talked a lot about comedy tonight. Check out Davin's Den, which is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. If you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh out loud, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern to watch live episodes here or watch old episodes. Or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page on davincomedy.com, and that is spelled D-A-V-I-N comedy.com. So I want to wish everyone again a happy holiday and a happy new year. Please also to those who were unfortunate and were affected by Hurricane Sandy, please pick an organization or charity of your choice and help fund relief efforts for the victims of Hurricane Sandy. I'm a huge supporter of it, and uh, please, whatever you can do, any little bit helps these people out. It's been a devastation for a lot of people. I was personally affected, but uh, we're moving along, and please, again, support people that have been affected by it. So tonight, we will close the show with a song off of my album, and again, if you like what you hear, you can look uh, for Carrie Edelman. It's my album's Leave It All Behind. It's available on iTunes, Amazon Music, uh, Napster, Rhapsody, excuse me, and many other digital sites, and tonight... Let's see. Let me go into the switchboard here. Pick one of these songs out. Um, Let me see. What would be apropos? Let's play something I haven't... I don't know if I've ever debuted. Let's play My Ballad, Never Enough. This is off of the album, Leave It All Behind, under my name, Carrie Edelman. Thank you again, everyone, for making this an amazing year. Looking forward to debuting our top threes in the top categories. And we'll be back also in 2013 with tons of new um, artists and uh, persons on my show. Thanks again. Have a happy holiday and a happy new year.
Journey's just begun.